Our readings this morning come both from the New Testament, one from the Gospel according to John, and then the other from the Acts of the Apostles. I will now pray our prayer for illumination. O God, by Your Spirit, tell us what we need to hear and show us what we ought to do to obey Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Our first reading is referred to as the High Priestly Prayer out of John 17. And had it not been recorded, there would be this gap between all of Jesus' ministry and those dark days that were coming. It's amazing how important this prayer is to, to stitch those two pieces together. With that, John 17, verses 1 through 11. When Jesus had spoken these words, He lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son that the Son may glorify You, since You have given Him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom You have given Him. And this is eternal life, that they know You, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom You have sent. I glorified You on earth, having accomplished the work that You gave Me to do. And now, Father, glorify Me in Your own presence with the glory that I had with You before the world existed. I have manifested Your name to the people whom You gave Me out of the world. Yours they were, and You gave them to Me, and they have kept Your word. Now they know that everything that You have given Me is from You. For I have given them the words that You gave Me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from You. And they have believed that You sent Me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom You have given Me. For they are Yours. All Mine are Yours, and Yours are Mine. And I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to You. Holy Father, keep them in Your name, which You have given Me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Our next reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles. It is... It is, it is a, it, I'm getting tongue-tied, but our reading is implying that not only that this was not the time, but that the question was irrelevant to their present business and future work. Hear this passage of Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know. It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be My witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when He had said these things, as they were looking on, He was lifted up and a cloud took Him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as He went, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who, has taken, who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw Him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered 
they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I read just moments ago, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? It creates in me a question of, is this the time? Is this the time? Garrison Keeler, Prairie Home Companion of Prairie Home Companion, said, a minister has to be able to read the clock. At noon, it's time to go home and turn up the pot roast and get the peas out of the freezer. It's a comical way of saying that we're very aware of the time, and sometimes the people in the pew are even more so. But over the years, I've developed a good sense of time when when in the pulpit. And because I record every sermon, I see how long they are. And over the many years, I'm pretty much within a minute of every one, even though I might might be uh, talking from just an outline or just a string of words or a manuscript. They all seem to be about the same length. So from Sunday to Sunday, no matter what I talk on, no matter what it is, I tend to have the same length of homilies. But it's important for me to watch the clock because time is important for me and time is important for you. Every one of us has been guilty at one time or another of clock watching. Hence the reason I named my sermon Clock Watching. I can... I can still see the clock that hung in the rooms of my high school. Each room had the exact same clock. And the clock that hung up high on the wall opposite the teacher, but, but always seemed to be within my view. And it was one of those analog clocks, round, with the dark hands on it, move, marking the hour and the minute. And if you've seen one, you remember the minute hand moved with a twitch. Every, about every second, it would twitch again. So, in many classes, nearing the end of the day, I'm... I'm, I'm in my last class, I, I would watch every twitch of that clock to get that jump on my journey back home. And I can just remember being fixated on it. I, I, I am so guilty, even from those days, I am so guilty of clock watching. And in their way, so were the Jews, and so were Jesus' disciples. Will you at this time, they asked, ask the Disciples And the Jews had been waiting for well over 700 years for the restoration of the kingdom of Israel. And God seems to have been silent for the previous 500 years. There were no prophets. So you can imagine they were getting a little antsy. They wanted things to be reconstituted. They wanted that kingdom of Israel to be brought back together. And here was their Messiah. And I can almost hear their frustration when they asked the question, are you going to do something? That's essentially what I hear them saying. Are you going to do something, Jesus? Because we need our kingdom back. Almost like parents admonishing their children riding in the back seat on a long road trip, you know, when you hear the question, what time is it? Are we there yet? Well, Jesus said, it's not for you to know the times. But still, we ask. These days are trying times for the church. Trying times. The stories abound of congregations gathering Again, and our governing bodies attempting to proceed with caution. 
hearing of COVID-19 outbreaks. And now in the news are several where churches gathered and people, people got sick. And so you, it, you have this uh, cacophony of voices telling us do and don't. We've got, uh, we've got a recent comment from the president yesterday about, you know, that churches are essential and everybody should be gathering in them. Then we've got other advice from, from the governing bodies of the Presbyterian Church saying proceed with caution. And so wait, pastors are caught in the middle because it's, it's for us, we have been called to care or, as I read earlier, shepherd the flock. And shepherding the flock also means keeping them healthy. Shepherding the flock means that make sure that they stay intact and that all can gather one day healthy. Dr. Anthony Fauci just a couple days ago said that... I've lost my place. Um, but he, uh, he, he said on this, on this... Oh, there it is. Now is the time, he said, depending upon where you are and what your situation is, to begin to seriously look at reopening the economy reopening the country to try to get back to some degree of normal. But if you listen closely to that, now is the time, depending upon where you are and what your situation is, to begin to seriously look at reopening the economy and reopening the country to try to get back to some degree of normal. I hear Fauci hedging. I hear him hedging with the maybe. Maybe we reopen. We really don't know for certain if this is the time. Is this the time? We're all asking, is this the time? My mom would say to me, Lord only knows. Lord only knows. And I add, it's a good thing. Humorist, 20th century humorist by the name of Sam Levinson. He was very popular in the mid-20th century. He said, uh, don't watch the clock. Do what it does. Keep going. Don't watch the clock. Do what it does. Keep going. And that is the message that Jesus gave his disciples. It is not for you to know the time or the season. Do as the clock does. Keep going. Let us pray. All-knowing Lord, though you are outside of time, you know the time of human events. Help us to not be obsessing over the time, but treat every moment as a treasure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.